I'm John Monheim. I'm the girls cross country coach at Perrysburg, and I'm also an assistant girls track coach. And I'm Ava Beeks. I run track and cross country at Perrysburg High School. And, and we, we are inside the high. Wonderful. Thank you for welcoming us in here to episode 26 of Inside the Hive. We are excited to welcome on girls cross country coach and assistant track coach John Monheim and standout runner Ava Beeks. Our rep- Once again, we are recording live from Sidelines, Perrysburg location at 136 West South Boundary. They are locally owned and operated and are pleased to be serving the Perrysburg community, Joel. All right, with our first question of the day, could you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves and who you are? I'm Ava Beeks. I'm a a student here. I'm a part of the track and cross country team as well as the student council and pride club. That's That's pretty much what I do here. And I've been coaching at Perrysburg for about 12 years, um, 12 years as the head cross-country coach and 12 years as an assistant track coach. This is my 28th year of coaching track and cross-country. Um, and I am actually a dean of students at Northview High School, so another mm. NL League, NLL foe. Um, I used to coach there as well. But So my, my real jobs at Northview High School, my fun jobs at Perrysburg High School. So what sports did each of you play growing up? Growing up, I played soccer, and I didn't start running until I joined the junior high cross-country team in the seventh grade. But I played soccer, like, my whole life until then. Uh, I know it doesn't look like it, but I was, I was a runner as well, um, about 40 to 50 pounds ago. I was a distance <laughs> runner. Um, I ran in college at, at Bowling Green, and... Uh, I was heavy as a 175-pound distance runner. and um, So, yeah, I, I dabbled in wiffle ball, too. I was a pretty good wiffle ball yeah. player. Wiffle ball. Yeah, I love Jack knows ball. a lot about I love that. wiffle ball. Wiffle ball is great. We play all the time in the backyard. I always yeah. lose. Josh yeah. Weisenberger is the best pitcher best in wiffle ball backyard history. sports of all time. He is. doesn't matter what we play. He He's like a decent, like, athlete, right, in, like, high school sports and other things like that. But – when you step into the backyard, it's like he steps it to, like, a whole other level. Because, like, it's like the hustle plays, you know what I mean? Like, just the little things. Like, he's on it. This kid Especially. is the Shohei Otani of, like, backyard pick up, ball. Pick I'm up basketball. You. Oh, my goodness. Got the best shot I've ever seen in pickup basketball. Ask anyone who's ever played with him. Best shot in pickup. Gets on a real basketball court, nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's insane. All right, well, back to you guys. How did you develop a love for running? I like my teammates a lot. They helped me get into the sport, as well as the success I saw in running. I also like that it's an individual sport as well as a team sport. So I can have my own individual success, or I can have success with my team, and either way, it's still just as fun. Mm. As a runner myself, um, I was into the the, the training aspects. It's a sport that you're only going to get out of it what you put into it. Um, if you If you take it easy and not train real hard you're not doesn't matter if you have talent you're not gonna excel you you can't hide in the sport of distance running if you don't train so I I like the training aspects and as a coach kind of the same thing I love to see kids work hard and and reap the benefits of um, some pretty intense training now you both were part of the 2021 state champion cross-country team can you describe a little bit about a little bit about what that team was like being a part of and what it meant to you The day we won the state championship was the best day of my life. I did not see that coming at all. It wasn't even a thought in my mind. We were trying to get fourth place 
and make school history, but we ended up winning. I had no idea we won until 30 minutes after I finished. Nobody told me. I had no clue. Yeah, there's actually a pretty cool picture when, when Ava found out that she won. She was in my vicinity, and the next thing you know, she's jumping in the air, and I'm trying to hold her up, and it, it's an awesome picture. But, yeah, it was uh, the highlight of my 28 years. Um, I was fortunate enough to coach a, a relay team that won a state title a few years ago that my daughter was on, and that was huge because my daughter was a part of that team. But this was a seven-girl team effort, and, and on that day, all seven girls ran the race of their life and did it all on the same same stage. So it was it was extremely special. Something I think about almost every day, and I can still get the goosebumps. So, Coach, when for you did it kind of like sink in that your team had a real shot at this? Like I know you said, like Ava said, your goal was fourth. When did it kind of like occur to you that you're like, we could actually win this thing? Uh, to be honest with you, right after the two mile mark, it's a 5K, so it's a 3.1 mile race, and right after the two mile mark. Uh, the, the the girls wear computer chips on their spikes, so it's a it's a live scoring type event. And at the two mile mark, we had a had a lead that I thought we could we could hold on to uh, with a mile left to go in the race. So that was the first time I I started to kind of lose it and realize that we could pull this off. And and then in the last mile, the girls just did their thing, and we I, I thought we were good enough to potentially win it, mm -hmm. but we didn't want to tell the girls and put pressure on them like that. Um, we had to have an incredibly good day, and they did. And a couple of the other teams didn't have great days, so we took advantage of that. But, yeah, it was two-thirds of the way through the race when I realized we had a, had a pretty good shot. Now, obviously, with uh, being the defending state champion, champions and returning most of the team, there's going to be some elevated expectations there. How would you guys say you responded to those? At the state meet, we did get fourth again. We were had a lot more attention on us this year and I personally did not have the best race at state this year so but the girls stepped up and they still showed up and we couldn't ask for a better race for them yeah I mean to finish fourth in the state in, in cross country there's 185 division one girls teams it's a it's a three division sport so um, it's there's a lot of good schools and um, I checked we're about the 40th biggest school in the state of Ohio according to my my research and so to finish fourth amongst great competition it, it, it's it's awesome years ago we would be jumping through the, the roof to finish fourth at a state meet because we won it you know in 21 the expectation is you're going to win it every year and that's just not how the sport works so I was thrilled with fourth and uh, as Ava said we didn't all have perfect days that day but enough girls stepped up to be able to you know to deal with a couple rough races and we're pretty proud of fourth. Now, what would you say was the biggest difference between that state championship team and last year's team that plays fourth? Well, this year I finished 112th at the state meet, and last year, or 2021, I finished 13th. So that would be a very large contributor. I didn't even score this year. I had some medical issues, and I crawled across the finish line. So there was... <laughs> There was that that didn't really – I didn't score us any points. They were very similar teams, truly very similar teams. And you, to, to win a state title, everything's got to go right, literally everything. And one year everything did, and, and the next year most everything did. And um, But that's how the sport works. Now, Ava, could you talk to us a little bit about your experience for uh, running for the New Balance Nationals in Boston, Massachusetts? 
Of course. So going into it, I was the slowest seed time in the championship division. So I made it into the fastest division, but I was the slowest person in it. So it was just fun to go because if I lost, I was, expected, I was expected to lose, but then it was just a chance to soak in all of the atmosphere, and I got to see a bunch of really cool people. It was super fun, and I ended up not losing, so that was great. Now, I want just to compare your last two seasons on cross country. Did you prefer p being that freshman underdog that was kind of under the radar and ended up winning the state championship, or did you prefer being that sophomore who had just won a state championship and being on top, being the hunted? I loved being the freshman. Um, I had a teammate, Aubrey Duhame, who's a senior, who would win every race, so I would just get second every time. And I loved not having any pressure or anything. It really – a lot of people may enjoy winning, but I just loved running and showing up, and the underdog aspect was so fun. Now, would you say added pressure led to any, like, lack of performance in the state meet or did you feel any extra pressure this year knowing that last year you won state and this year was going to be a little bit of a more difficult task going back to back yeah I did feel a lot more pressure this year but my performance was just because I was so sick anyways but there was definitely more pressure going into it now Ava what would you say one of your weaknesses is and what would you do to improve it one of my recent weaknesses is I got diagnosed with POTS recently, and that is a blood circulation disorder, and how it affects me is by the time I finish races, I kind of get super lightheaded and I, like, pass out. So to improve it, I've started medication and increasing salt intake. Those all help, but for the most part, it's kind of out of my hands at this point, and I just do what I can to prevent it. Now, Coach, what would you say one of your weaknesses is and what will you do to improve it? One of, one of my weaknesses? Yep. Um, I'm a pretty uh, structured, organized, type A personality, and not all kids are. Um, so when you arrive at practice and you've got 55 girls that all have their independent thoughts, and there's, there's me, um, and they all come at you with different things and different angles and being a type A personality, I, I sometimes struggle with the, the liveliness of, of youngsters. Um, being an old man myself, but but truly, it's the it's the highlight of my day. I've got a pretty stressful job, eight hours a day, and I love coming to practice and dealing with good kids that work hard. So, um, but my weakness is certainly the Type A personality. Now, Ava, what strengths do you believe make you a great athlete? And then for coach, what strengths do you think make good athletes and runners? I think that something that helps me with running is how passionate I am about it and how much I just love running. If I hated it, I probably wouldn't work as hard at practice and just I'd stress myself out too much. So it's nice to take a step back from the competition and just enjoy running. Yeah, the, the, in my opinion, the two qualities that make a great distance runner are those that consistently train, meaning – they run in the summers, they run in the winters, they run track, they run cross country. Um, if they do another sport, that's strongly encouraged as well. Um, but being consistent is, is key. And then the other thing is um, they got to be mentally strong, mentally tough. Um, we always say the best runners are from the shoulders, shoulders up, truly. Everyone at the end of the season is going to be fit. If you get to a state meet, every girl that's running is fit, but the girls that have it straight up, up in the head are typically the ones that
perform the best on those kind of on those kind of days. Now, Ava, do you have a diet and uh, or a nutrition plan that you follow when training for races? Not really. The night before races, it's fun to eat a bunch of carbs, like pasta and stuff. But other than that, I don't really follow a diet or anything. Now, would you say, is there a coach or athlete that you look up, look up to as a role model? If so, why? All of my coaches. They're all great. Um, especially Coach Murray, who got me into running at the junior high. He created, like, he made running super fun from a young age and got me into it. And then Coach Monheim here helped me get super successful in the sport as well. Now, what is one piece of advice that you've gained from your coaches? And, Coach, what is one piece of advice that you would give to young runners? As he's repeated so many times, it's that consistency is key, and it doesn't need to be perfect as long as you show up day after day. And you just got to keep discipline, and that'll get you far. Yeah, I, I think the most important thing is you can't take it too, too serious. Um, you got to have fun with it. Running is to, to ask a kid to go run for an hour doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun but you just gotta you know take it take a laid-back approach do the work put the work in you're not always going to have good days running is not always every day you're not going to feel perfect but you just continue and one foot in front of the other and, and uh, stay consistent my advice would be you got to have fun with it and we try to make it fun I mean if you came to one of our practices and you saw what took place before practice you'd think it was a pretty fun group to be with now, if we had you two running with us for 60 minutes, <laughs> the fun might stop there, but you two could run with me and hang out in the back of the There we go. We can, we can bring up the rear. I Push think the, be, be the pace car. Get these two guys to come to practice there one day. There you go. We'll bring up Wednesdays, the back. I don't know about all that. There you go. We'll bring up the back. How long are those long run days? 60 minutes. Uh, well, 55, 60 minutes in track. Yeah. Cross country, we go a little longer. Five miles. Short. How many miles would you say you run like per practice? Well, if they're uh, running like seven and a half minute miles at a slow day, right? Good, good I, pace. I would say our top group of girls that have been training consistently or cross country are running 35 to 38 miles a week, which yeah. truly is not a, not a ton of miles. Yeah, not um, a ton. It not is a ton. Not, it is not. But well, when they run to, five, to run five, six days a week. Yeah, I could probably do like 10 a week. and I'd pass hey, There out. you go. That's a little over a mile a day. There you go. Yeah, you start, start small. Start small. We're seniors. Yeah, we're seniors. Start small. Build up. Build up. So uh, kind of switching gears here learn a little bit more about you what are some of your hobbies and your interests outside of sports outside of running like I said I'm in student council uh, I do a lot of volunteering around Perrysburg I like going on my phone in my bed that's a really good hobby of mine <laughs> it's not a hobby but I like to say it is I'm a uh, I like to golf I like to yeah. golf a lot on my free time um, oh yeah, and uh, I like to work in the yard. Mm -hmm. I, I scrambled to get the yard done before I got here tonight. The lines are straight; it looks good. There you go. Um, but golfing is probably my, my mm -hmm. biggest hobby. I'm a huge. I've played varsity golf. Love golf. Golf's great sport. More people need to get into it earlier. That's what I hear a lot of people say. They don't. They wish they got into it earlier. So if you're listening to this and you're a little bit younger, get into golf because later in life you'll look back on it and think about it and say, I should have done that earlier. So, life lesson to all of you listening, get into golf. Just get into golf. Jack, you'd be pretty proud of me. My, uh, for Miss Gallagher's question of the day, it was if you could be, like, switch bodies with one person and, and why, who would it be? I said Brooks Kepka. That dude's a, that dude's a mountain. Exactly, that, dude. Yeah, I, I feel like I'd being being good at golf would be so fun. Just don't take his 
it's great. <laughs> being golf, being good at golf is one of the most outstanding feelings in the world. Like you hit like so many good shots, you're like, this is incredible. Like you watch watch them on TV, you're like, that's nuts. Or you hit that one good shot around, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do that again, and I'm gonna dedicate my life to doing that. So that's kind of what golf's all about. I don't know about you, Mr. Coach Monheim, but that's kind of what I think about. Yeah, I'm. 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 A, if I if I break 90 for 18, I'm thrilled. So I I like golf for the quiet. Right. Yeah. I like the I like playing different courses, and I'm just a fan of peaceful the tranquility. Peaceful, and I don't mm-hmm. have 54 girls screaming and yelling at me. <laughs> now, Coach, could you talk to us a little bit about your job as dean of students, and what do you enjoy most about it? Ooh, uh, <laughs> summers I enjoy a lot. Uh-huh. Um, Christmas break, spring break. No, no, it, it's. I'm working with high school kids. The difference is, as a dean of students, and I'm sure Mrs. Ray would say mm-hmm. the same thing, most of what comes across my desk is negative in nature. Um, people don't come to me to talk positive and tell me <laughs> how great their kids are doing. And so it's, it's, there's a lot of negative, but um, the bottom line is you're still working with kids, and kids are going to make crazy bad choices um, at times, but if you can help them learn from it and give them a little, little discipline to give them some structure – um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I do during the day. Now, this is a question for both of you here. What do you believe is the greatest challenge that most, most athletes are facing today? Probably putting too much pressure on themselves. You don't need to be perfect. You can just do what you want. Um, make sure that... You stay disciplined, but you don't need to do everything correct, and one bad day isn't going to end your career or anything. Yeah, I, I, think, um, I think it's a shame that uh, I would love to see travel sports happen in the summer. Mm-hmm. If all travel sports, it should be a, a national law, all travel sports should take place in the summer to allow kids to participate in their, the high school sports fully. Um, enough kids dabble in the travel travel world and I know it's important it's actually in some sports it's probably more important than the high school seasons but it, it's tough when you're a high school coach and um, you've got athletes that are into the travel scene and, and, and you get it as a coach but I just wish uh, I, I wish kids had an opportunity to participate in high school sports without the distractions of, of the travel leagues that I think could take place in the summer. So are you, are you a big component, like we've talked about this on a lot of episodes, where we, most kids are tending to go into one sport and kind of sticking with it and playing their varsity sport and travel versus playing multiple sports? Which kind of side are you in there? I'm, I'm totally into the playing the multiple sports. We, we have an athlete, Natalie Sanders, who's a sophomore, a lot like Ava. She's a great swimmer, so she's been a state-level swimmer, track and cross-country athlete, and I think the swimming helps her. Um, as long as they're uh, – I'm a big believer that they should be participating in a sport all, all three seasons if possible. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm totally into the try as many things you can. And I, and I honestly think college coaches, they, they love to see the kid who's, who's an athlete. Um, so, yeah, I'm multi, multi-sport guy for sure. Now, Ava, what would, how do you think that you manage your athletics and cross-country and track with your schoolwork? How do you manage your workload? first semester I did not. I just didn't manage it and I kind of dug myself into a pretty deep hole but I did get out of it at the end of the semester and now I make sure I get my eight hours of sleep every night. I 
get home from practice, take a shower, and then I just work for about an hour or two. Then I do whatever I want to do and go to bed. I can't, I try, I can't procrastinate anymore. Now, what are some of the toughest courses or places you've had to run at? The NLL meet my freshman year, it had rained so bad the day before that the entire place was a mud bath. And every step you took, your foot got stuck in mud, and I cried. For two miles of the race, I was crying. It was so difficult. It was so <laughs> Every single step was so painful, and I still don't know how I finished that race. Now, would you say you became a better runner after running that race? Probably. I, don't, I really couldn't say because I was so mentally upset about it. <laughs> if I did it today, I probably would have got a little bit more success from it and like learned more from it, but at the time, I was just so frustrated. Now, Coach, what about you? I would say the fact of the matter is in this part of Ohio, the courses are – most of the courses are easy. Um, the times that, like – we run on courses around here are considerably faster than the times that the kids run in southern Ohio where there's hills. But um, So cross country, it's hard to compare times and courses because they're so different. Track is obviously, it's, it's four laps to the mile and it's flat and we can compare things like that. But courses in this area are generally pretty, pretty easy. Now, Coach, what would you say some of your favorite running memories are over the years? Um, from, from a coaching perspective, clearly the... Um, the 4x800 relay team that won a state title a few years back was, was a highlight. The, the 2021 team that won the state meet was a highlight. But I, th I think something else that's a highlight is, for me, when we show up to meets, we're the, we're the largest team in northwest Ohio, and it's, it's not even close. So we get off buses with 55 kids, and we're competing against kids that, you know, teams that might have 12 or 13 athletes. So mm -hmm. I, I think that the highlight for me is that we've just built a program, and it's uh, – we're not a one-hit wonder. Um, we're going to be competing every year, and we're going to be at the state meet every year, and um, that hasn't always been the case. So it's the highlight is just the fact that we've built a, pro a program with great kids, a lot of helpful coaches that assist, and, and parents that support the, the program. Now focusing in a little bit more on you here, what would you say is the favorite race that you've ever competed in or trained for? Um, in, in college, I was able to run in some, some mid-American conference championship type races that were memorable um post-college I've, I've run 21 marathons and i would say boston marathon was a highlight uh, i was able to run that the same year my at the time my 76 year old father ran it and, and i have a twin brother that ran it so we all qualified in the same year and i didn't run my fastest marathon but it was pretty cool to run it with family members so i would say those are some of the highlights now what was your training process like for those marathons uh, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I was decent. I wasn't an elite marathoner. So mm -hmm. elite marathoners are running 100 to 120 miles a week. Um, I was running maybe 60 to 70 miles a week. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a, one, a long run every weekend of 18 to 22 miles. And then, you know, five, six, seven miles on the other days is, is typically the training I was involved with. Now, what would you say was the most important thing or the most memorable thing you'll take away from the Boston Marathon? Uh, people that run Boston say it's a brutally difficult course. It's very hilly. And I was just shocked because I grew up in Pittsburgh, which is a very hilly mm -hmm. area. So I was used to running hills. And 
I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't think the hills were that big of a deal. But to, to run a marathon, it's, you know, world famous. It's the most famous marathon out there. And the fan support along the course is absolutely crazy. It's just imagine running a, a, a race 26 miles long and there's people on both sides of the course, the duration of the course, screaming and yelling. It, it, it's a pretty cool experience. One that Ava will get someday, just not in high school. Now, what does a day in the life look like for you two? wake up we leave for my brother and I leave for school at 7:45 every morning but we actually leave at 7:50 because mm -hmm. I get yelled at for 5 minutes every morning to get out the door we arrive at school and we're inside the school before 8 a.m. every single morning even when we don't have student council meetings to go to because Andrew insists on it then I go that's through Andrew. the school day yeah, that seems that's a very so Andrew thing you know, school um Spanish three, chemistry with Miss Layden, always a great one. Uh, English, show choir. Hmm. I forgot I did it. I should have said that earlier. I'm in show <laughs> choir. Uh, lunch, math, lunch. Segment. Who could forget lunch? World Civ with Mr. Perez, also a Oh, real love kicker. Mr. Perez. Shout out to Mr. Perez. <laughs> what a great guy. And then I go to practice. Get home from practice, take a shower, eat dinner, sometimes do homework, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'll hang out with friends or something, go to bed, repeat. <laughs> now, Joel, did you have Mr. Perez? Did you I get to meet did not. Dave Perez? Well, I've met Dave Perez. Oh, that was my brother's got, idol in high school. He's got some of the greatest ties, like just uh, random ties. Greatest ties. Yeah, he doesn't have to wear a tie. He, he just – yeah. Is he like a Tom Hostler level tie guy? Uh, not exactly, but like he'll just wear the goofiest looking ties, like okay. like SpongeBob ties, all these different oh. ties, and it's like oh. it's so fun. As like for a no necklace, reason. It's not. It's not on correctly. No, it's he just, just puts the tie dangling. on, barely ties it, and wears it. That is awesome. No belt either. No belt. <laughs> just tucked in, a little bit of a tie. Goes on talking about world history. It's it's. It's it's hilarious. So now this is a question for both of you. Do you prefer being in cross country or track? I prefer being in cross country, even though I'm probably a little better at track. I like the longer runs. I like the weather for cross country. I like running out in, like, the trails and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I just love the atmosphere of cross-country so much more. I, I would say I like cross-country a little more, too. I think it's a little more team-oriented. Um, the track is, is close second, but much like Ava, the weather and track is, can be real brutal. We had a meet Tuesday that we stood outside for four hours, and it rained for four hours, and it was 45 degrees, and it, it just wasn't real comfortable. And tomorrow we have a meet, and we'll be outside for six hours, and we'll be standing in the rain. So track is a just a rough time of year. Cross country is a is a summer and fall sport. More we don't typically yeah. deal with any any real bad weather. So now we're going to hop into this week's flashback segment. This is where we review a controversial hot topic that may spark conversation in the community. This week we have a couple hard hitting questions, and I know Rogers didn't say we had any hard hitters, so maybe they're not. But in our opinion, we think they're hard hitting questions that we want truthful answers to. So the first one is for you, Ava. Who is the better runner, you or your brother Andrew? Obviously and why? me, I must say. Um, you know, my reasoning 
Stats don't lie. I, I went to the state, I could have qualified for the state meet by, on my own for cross country. I, he didn't make it to the state meet. Andrew, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. He didn't go to the state meet. Any, anything else you just want to throw out there while we're talking about Andrew? Oh. I think there's too much that we could have an entire episode I'd say on, we, on let the her, let it psychology roll, of Andrew Let it roll. Beach. Anything you want to get off your chest like right now? The th- honestly, every single morning that we go to school, he listen- the things that we listen to, I'm not allowed to like play music or anything. Oh, you we don't get aux? We listen to like, YouTube videos. You're shotgun. I, you should have aux. Thank you. Thank you so much. Andrew, Ava should have, have aux. I have no and rights for in that the older car. people that don't know what aux is, it's when you plug your phone <laughs> in and you play the music. Just clarifying that. If anyone's asking what is aux, that's what it is. It's the music choice. Not on the radio, but through their phone on Spotify. Spotify or Apple Music? Spotify. Okay, good. There we go. Good, good, good. I recently invested in Spotify Premium. I've been that living... My I, life I need with to do normal that. Spotify. Jack still has normal Spotify. I have normal Spotify. I don't. Well, I don't mind listening to a thirty-second ad every half hour. But if you want to pay forty bucks to get rid of them for, is it for? It's forever, right? Or is it for the year? I think it's for the year. So forty know. bucks for the year. Maybe it's worth it. I don't know. I mean, I, I consider it. You also get to listen to whatever like song you want to because you have to play like. Oh, the, that's true. I never. Yeah, because Jack about tried that. connecting to a speaker the other day, and I was like, no, buddy. Well, you didn't realize I didn't have premium. I'm not like that. You, have, Sorry, you have to have premium. I, I guess if you're going to get Spotify, you're going to pay the thirty nine ninety nine to get premium and play whatever song you want, when you want, without ads. So I guess that's the way to go. But Damn right. I don't understand. Your brother playing YouTube videos, I never, I'll never understand that like, for the life of me. Like video like game weird, breakdowns. Like, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll um, wait to school. It's like seven. Four, you're like, he was doing the, that while we were watching the Super Bowl. Like sometimes at full volume. Yeah. No, just cranking it. it yeah. It's like, seven forty-five in the morning. Why? Pokey. Do you like put your AirPods in? Catch no, them all. I don't. No. I, I would put my AirPods in and just like try to the drown out the is noise. The so loud. I don't even think the AirPods are doing anything. No- <laughs> get, I don't have AirPods. Well, noise canceling. Oh, no noise canceling. No noise I, lo- I lost my left uh, noise what, canceling one. Tell you might today. pitch in to get you noise canceling <laughs> AirPods because listening to Andrew on the way to school can be a bit rough at times, I'm sure. Should we start a GoFundMe? <laughs> I, maybe let's get a page going, see if we can raise enough money. What do we need, about 130 bucks? To get I think it's AirPod like 200. Pros. AirPod nope, Pros are 200? expensive. Oh, well, well, we'll try, Ava. I was we'll researching try. this this morning. You can, if we get it above 100, you can pitch in the rest. Sometimes I use wired earbuds, even though I have AirPods. <laughs> that is a really hot take of mine. You're a wired fan. It really stresses me out in study hall. I don't know if my AirPods are going to connect or not, and so I just oh, prefer plugging in my You earbuds. worry about the connection so that your music isn't just going to play in study hall? Yeah, and sometimes I don't charge mm. my AirPods very well, so the, the oh. wired ones will never die. They will never die, but then you got to plug them in and then unplug them. So, like, you're walking in the hallway, and then, bang, they fall yeah. out. Well, I don't walk through the halls with wired earbuds in. Well, a lot of well, – I don't know. A lot of people do. So, I yeah. lumped you in the category. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. More power to you if you do that. That a lot, was an attack. I, can, I promise. A lot of people do. Anthony Robinson <laughs> is an to, avid – Start looking wearer. around. <laughs> you're going to see people with their earbuds in, like, vibing. So, <laughs> pay attention. One more thing I want to chime in. Anthony Robinson, he thinks that <laughs> – earbuds or airpods have like radiation directly to your eardrums (laughs) and he thinks that it's gonna like kill you he he says it to me like at least once a week that earbuds are gonna kill you yes airpods we'd be dead by now joel listen i mean my things yeah i don't know if my brain however much static goes through our ears on a weekly basis i mean 
Oh, yeah, we'd that's be true. We'd be gone. Yeah, we would be gone. Wouldn't be sitting here in episode 26 talking about AirPod Pros and GoFundMe accounts. But, you know, maybe that's what the people wanted. I don't know. That is what the people wanted. Coach Monheim, who is the better coach, you or your wife? Oh, my wife for sure. There's no question about that. Wow. That takes a big man. We, yeah. we coach different sports, though. So she's a better track right. coach, and I'm a better cross-country coach. So I'll, I'll stick but with But is that. she a better overall coach? Yes. Uh, we we both bring sh- – she's got probably a little more energy, and she's got a little more personality, I think. Um, she's very lively, and she's um, she doesn't get – she's not quite as type A as me, so she probably handles the the large groups a little better than I do. But she's a, she's a very good coach. Um but but yeah, she's she's a little better than me. I'm sure your wife will be very Does she have a state championship pleased. though? I well, you know, she shares ah. the, she shares oh, the cross country. No, no, one. She no, no, the no. She does. Well, she was the, she was no. the head track coach when the when the relay team won. So you got to right, we'll count it. We'll count it. So it's tied one to one. So it's like an even split here. Can't determine for sure who the better coach is, but I guess we're leaning Miss Monheim. She, she was definitely the better runner. She, okay. she ran in college, too. That's where we met. There we she go. Was, she was a definitely, definitely better the better runner. runner. Yes. Okay. Yes. At least she got that going. Ava, do you draw any motivation from your brother? And if so, <laughs> I couldn't. do you look up to him? I wrote this question. I'm like, I can't do this, but sorry. <laughs> go ahead. You know. No. <laughs> Just flat out. <laughs> no. Wait, I might need a second for this one. He's a. Maybe not running. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Running-wise, sure. He ran this thing called the gauntlet on Tuesday. Where you, oh. I, oh, my gosh. What even is that? The two-mile, the mile. Yeah, every event, right? In the 400. Yeah. I've what heard. a dog. Something crazy. That, he, and he toughed it out for every single event. I would not be able to do that. So he really put his mind to it. He also, considering... What he does on a daily basis, the fact that he runs so fast is inspirational. <laughs> How so? The, on the How topic so? of driving to school, Uh-oh. the things this man eats for breakfast appall me. Yes. I'm what not, do you mean lack thereof? He's just drinking straight Mountain Dews on the, the way to The Mountain amount of Dews. caffeine he inhales it has to be enough to kill like, Sometimes a he normal comes child. Home from work. Yeah. The other day, I'm not kidding, I walk in the basement. He came home from work. He has two large slushies. One he's is got, red he has and one right is now. blue. And that's he's like, work I couldn't pick a left. flavor. He, he did have that's, two at work. That's Andrew Beeks right there. Can't pick a flavor. Might as well get two. They're only $1.30. But like the, the largest station. size of slushie. Yeah. yeah. That's what he does. Just he he shows up to work. He, ha- he actually had a normal Mountain Dew and then a large slushie at work today. He like walked in with one like right here because he couldn't carry it all. <laughs> like I don't understand how he sleeps at night. Like I don't, I don't know how you. I can couldn't sleep even after tell you if he much. does. I, his his life is a mystery. Then again, sometimes you get random messages like "Good morning" at one thirty-five <laughs> in the afternoon. I'm like, buddy, buddy, you missed half the day. <laughs> so uh, it's Saturday. That is a waste. It that is a waste of a Saturday. I want to chime in real quick. One of thing course. I admire about Andrew is his inability to not care about what people think about him. Inability? Yeah. You want to elaborate? I mean, no, I'm saying he just, re- like, refuses to care anyone else's opinion, I feel like. That is also admirable. He lives his that own life. Thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm he, very He is impressed. unfazed by anything <laughs> Literally. and everything. Unfazed. Yeah. Remember what? He doesn't he, care. We, uh, we told him to come honestly. to sidelines before, and he, he went to the Mall Me sidelines. <laughs> like, he goes, where are we meeting after the basketball game? And we're at Lake High School, so we're after a Perrysburg basketball game. He goes, like we go, oh, let's go to sidelines, and he he wanted to come. I'm like, we're going to sidelines. He goes, great. 
So we're all here. We all show up. He calls. He goes, you're not here. I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm just going to play this out, see what he says. I'm like, you're right. I'm not. Where are you? He goes, I'm at sidelines. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. Are you sure you're at sidelines? I'm like, you're positive. You got 136 West South Boundary because that's the address of sidelines. You should know where it's at. I mean, it's been, it's been here for like four months at the time. It's back in January. And he goes, yeah, I'm at sidelines. <laughs> sidelines bought me. Oh, I'm God. like, there's no way. You drove through Perrysburg, past sidelines to go to sidelines. I mean, I was beside myself. And he didn't even care. He, he like, wasn't he just like, angry like, about it. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure Tuesday? he sat there and ate a meal. On he Tuesday. sat there by himself <laughs> while we're all here, like, having a good time eating. And, like, he's just there by himself at, at sidelines. He I mean, didn't we're switch at locations? No. Oh, no, gosh. No. On Tuesday, I was, like, it was, like, 7.55 minutes after we're supposed to leave. And I'm, like, taking a shower because we have, like, the tour delay. He's, like, are you ready to go? I was, like, no. He's, like, well, when are, we, when are you going to be ready? I was, like, we have a tour delay. He's, like, oh, okay. And just, like, marshes himself upstairs and goes back to bed. Yes. He's oblivious. Like, time. He doesn't have a concept of time. It's, it's outstanding. Like, you'll, you'll tell me, like, you got a two-hour delay. He's, like, all right, all right, cool, cool. Then he'll, he'll no wake idea. up. We which, a tour that's another thing. Like. Getting to school on time. He didn't used to do that. Now he's there at 8 a.m. I'm like shell-shocked sometimes when I see him pull into the parking lot. I'm like, holy smokes, he's here on time. Which today he was not happy. His, his parking spot got taken. Were you in the car this Yes, morning? I was. Yeah. His parking spot got taken. He was not happy. That's like one of the, the argument. Before they took away our ability to sit in the commons, Yeah. I was like, why do we need to be there so early? He's like, so I can walk around. Or... Well, now that we can't walk around. To the so Toyota that took his spot. His parking you know you spot. Are. My parking spot has gotten taken six times this year. I've had to change well, you, spots. You have late arrival. I don't though, care. So. Six times, Jack. But late arrival, you, get, late you don't arrival get here until so, like At some point, enough is enough. <laughs> well, now now here's the real issue I have with the parking lot, and it's not a, like I don't care too much, but it's at some point before the end of the year, mark my words, there's going to be an accident there in already the has senior been. parking lot. No, the senior oh, parking no. lot. Huh? Because – this, we're at that time in the year, right, when sophomores and maybe a few juniors are getting their license, and they think they're, like, big shots, and they're trying to come park in the senior parking lot, which Cookson says isn't a thing, but ask anybody in the school, it is. So we're par- everyone's parking back there, right? You've got to get there now at 820 to get a spot because all these other leeches are trying to steal your spot, right? And so you start seeing these kids who have come in the whole year at 820, and there's no parking spots left. So what do they do? They start parking in the fire lane along the sides, right, extending it. So there'll be kids that'll, when school gets out for us, early dismissal at 2.30, that'll come around the corner, and normally they can just go down the fire lane, but they're coming around, and there's two cars there, so they have to, like, swerve around the car and then go straight over the speed bump. It's, it's a mess, absolute mess, and we need to do something about it. Either A, come out and say there is a senior parking lot because there is, or B, we got to move them out. If you're not a senior, you can't park there. You got to move your car. That sounded like the exact same solutions. They are <laughs> worded differently because there is only one solution. Okay, <laughs> get out of the senior parking lot. I have to comment as my job sure. as dean of students at Northview. My biggest pain in the butt is the parking lot. Yes, and absolutely. I can tell Welcome you, you to guys, the party. You guys are lucky to have what you have because at Northview we come to Northview. Northview's tiny. I've seen school the, that parking lot park. is You guys have ample spots all over the place. So That's true. Quit Which, your whining. I'm not. Can, they need to park in the back where there's the empty spaces in the back. You want to park? I have no. You have to park to go to school. Park in the back. Where your car belongs. 
Not in the senior lot because that's for seniors. One thing I want to add real quick. Sure. Congratulations to Josh Weisenberger on passing his driver's Yes. He finally passed his sixth attempt. Pat, well, actually, okay. That's about uh, how many points uh, his right. uh, brother okay. has on his driver's license. Andrew, well, we don't need to talk about right? We don't have to go there on the pod. But, yes, he finally passed. Congratulations. He needs this shout-out because he's, like, he's a good driver. And I know that's hard to, like, grasp the concept of. But he's a good driver. He'll go out onto the road, no problem, to make all the right turns, do all the right things. The problem is parking the car, in which parallel parking – it's evaporating, right? Like, who even uses it that much anymore, especially here? Like, where's parallel park? Yeah. Non-existent, right? So, passes his first time he takes it. Passes his driving portion, like, two points off. Gets to the maneuverability. Bang, bang. Two cones knocked over. <laughs> done. Fails. Second time goes back to take it. Gets, the, gets through. Boom. Hits a cone. Fails. And he's fuming. And no one's more pissed off than my dad, which is the funniest part about the whole thing, because he is yelling at him like, how can you not pass? The car has a little emblem right there that tells you where the center is. So all I got to do is line up the center, get it through the cones, and you pass. Then they'd go practice it, and he'd get it five times in a row. He'd go to take his test. He'd get stage fright because he'd get the <laughs> same lady who was in the car next to him, and he'd fail. So finally, gets to the last attempt, and I go, listen, Josh, you don't pass this time. You got to do another six months of driver's ed. And he goes, Really? I go, yeah. And so finally goes through on Tuesday, gets there. I'm not there. Passes through, get a call. He goes, I passed. I go, thank God you finally passed. I didn't want to hear about it anymore. It's over. Now the only problem is you're going to steal my car, which is fine, but we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Is he allowed to uh, park it in your garage? No. He's yeah, I terrified. Figured. I he's mortified of pulling it in the garage because it's the tiny, like, three-car garage, right? So the car, like, fits yeah, like when yeah, you yeah. actually use a little bit of parallel parking like back it up straighten it out and then go through mortified of parking it and i'm like, watching you park it is terrifying though like there is like an inch of space between the car doors right on each that's side. why it's been it got scratched once and i learned from that i have to go all the way out and then bring it back and pull it through and ever since then nothing's happened but he, it's terrifying so to now after all that long-winded conversation we're heading into another weekly segment called What in the World? Oh, Lord. All right. First off, today is National Gummy Bear Day. So we wanted to know who makes the best gummy bears. And what your favorite flavor is on the topic. Sure. My favorite flavor is cherry. It's pretty much the only flavor of gummy bears I like. Um, I like the Haribo, like the ones that are shaped as the cherries. Oh, okay. Like yeah, the fruit ones. Yeah, then, I got you. But I actually... If you give me, like, a package of Haribo gummy bears, I would just give it to somebody else. I don't really like gummy bears. Not my thing. I'd rather. Now, Haribo? Like yeah, Haribo or Haribo? What do we? I said I, Haribo. I think. Yeah. It's Haribo. I think it's, it's Haribo. Haribo. Yeah, it is. But Have you always okay. been saying it like I've that? Are you a Haribo like person? Because, like, the, the Haribo, Haribo commercials. Haribo oh, you right. almost did it. I did, yeah. The Haribo commercials. It's, like, the, the one jingle. <laughs> and it ends with something the Haribo, Haribo, whatever. I don't know how it goes, the words, but. Cherry, huh? Okay. Okay. I, I haven't had a gummy bear in a decade, so I, I that can't is answer it. Oh. Now, now, I'm a big fan of Red Vines Licorice. You guys okay, like yeah, Red sure, Vines? sure, sure. If it was Red Vines Licorice Day, I could, I could handle that, but I know nothing about gummy bears. So what are your guys' like, favorite candies, like a top five candy, today's ranking segment? Peanut M&M's, not even Peanut close. M&M's, all, all right. right. I, I agree with that. Number one. 
Um, I'm a big fan of Twix bars. Yes, mm-hmm. love Reese's, a good Reese's Twix bar. Left or right Twix bars? Those don't left matter. or right. That doesn't it matter. The same to me. It's always left. They're um, the same thing. So, so they're just uh, packaged differently from a marketing scheme. Which Twix? Twix great and job. Reese's peanut butter cups. Stop. Reese's peanut. I mean, how can you go wrong with the Reese's peanut butter? I think. Cup? Have you had like you the Reese's can't. peanut butter cup, like pieces? Reese's pieces. Yes. Those are good no, too. no, no, no. But like, have you tried the puff ones or the potato chip ones? What? 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 what Last pot- night I had a Reese's peanut butter cup with potato chips in it. I'm not kidding. Oh, potato <laughs> chips, like a take five type thing. I wasn't. Take fives are good. Yeah, That's like the most hated. What can I say? All right, number five, I'm going to go Sour Patch Watermelon. Oh, yes. 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 That's a good one. Uh, number four. Movie theater classic. Kit Kats. Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. Kit Kat. Number Agreeable. three. Break Reese's me off a piece of that. Peanut Butter Kit Cups. Uh, yeah. Flavored or not, peanut I don't butter really cups. You cannot go wrong with them. They're good, but like if you don't have water by the side, it gets bad. But the, what if, the, if they're chilled, they're perfect. That is true. Absolutely perfect. Right. Yeah. Number two, Starburst, but only red. No, red, red Starburst. I Terrible taste. I don't even want right? the pink all and yellow. Pink Starburst? Pink and yellow I think pink Starburst, best. gang. Where are we at? We got to rise up. I don't want the all reds bag. I just want red. Like, I only want cherry. I don't like the watermelon or the fruit so punch. So you're just a you're just pink. a red candy person. I just like cherry. <laughs> all right, so what's number one? Number one is any flavor of M&M's, but not normal M&M's. So, like, peanut yes. M&M's, peanut butter M&M's. So just M&M's as a company. The peanut butter pretzel ones or the whatever? ones? His number one was peanut M and M's. Let's just clarify. And now you're telling me that anything but peanut M and M's. No, 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 anything no, but normal. But normal M and M's. Normal M and M's are terrible. M&Ms what? With the flavors in them. Yeah, they're not. You don't really like M and M's. They're like a, a classic. They're fine. No, like the normal they chocolate. Make my top five list. Okay. It's the number number one spot goes so to like M and M's are on your M&Ms, list. Just clarify. M and M's the are on your list, but not M and M's. Every other M and M. Every other M and M. Yeah. Normal M and M's are just like Hershey's. I feel like. I'd rather eat a Hershey's bar than just eat like small amounts of normal M and M's. What's a small amount, Joel? Like a <laughs> like the, the, little, the, fun the size little fun size that, that, right. that Mr. <laughs> Rogers would give out. We had to clear. Oh, he's throwing you under the bus. No, I don't know if that's true. I'm just saying that's something he would give you, out. Are you a fun size know. candy giver? No. He, I mean, no. he's not going to give his students king size candy. I feel like. Oh no, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. oh you're a, you're, you're not one a, of those you're guys. A, you're a stooge. My mom loyally gives out king-sized candy we're, on Halloween. Well, she's got a reputation. Uh, no, I'm talking class. Oh, Joel, clarify. <laughs> I was. You're no longer a stooge. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do, You're do, not what, a stooge. What do you give out during You're not Halloween? a stooge. Uh, okay, the Costco that's, bags. That's a respectable yeah. answer. The Costco bags. Okay. Classic Costco bags. No, I want to make that this. You, 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 your parents tell you not to touch, but then your brother ultimately opens it, and then you have a just. You can just yeah, but instead of there. having a brother, you have Ron Katie. Okay, well. The decoy bags? Yeah. Oh, so you're a secret stash kind of guy. That's genius. Oh, so they don't keep looking crazy. and peeking? That's genius. It's like with my mom's cookies. Ron's got his secret <laughs> oh stash. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whenever Jack's mom's Jack's mom makes cookies, chocolate chip, best she, in the she always gives my dad some, and he he has a we have like a family stash, and then he and has then his Ron own personal stash. stash. It's so it is funny, so hilarious. Oh my gosh, I love. You've never brought these cookies on the show. No, you know. Wow. Okay. That, next okay. time, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. His mom's here actually. We can talk to her about last, it. Last, last. It's 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 not like an every episode thing. It's like a last episode like celebration type thing, or maybe wow. see you know what? Maybe I'll bring it in. On our like second to last episode, and then we'll we'll indulge in 
the chocolate chip cookies that are the best. Ten out of ten. I'm. T- it could break the scale. It is like, I would pay thousands of dollars for that recipe. Uh, I don't even have it. Yeah. It's locked in the vault. Speaking of cookies, before I came here, my birthday present I bought for myself came in. I got customized <laughs> Oreos. <laughs> I'm not kidding. With the images on them. No. Like, on, is it on the <laughs> frosting or the cookie? It's cookie. on the cookie. Okay. So I got a birthday cake Oreo dipped in milk chocolate. Milk, no, well, you can't pick that. It's mm. just, you, you can only customize so many things. Okay. So I got birthday well, cake Oreo. Your option was normal stuff, or birthday so cake. So obviously I went birthday cake because it's fun. It's my birthday. Mm-hmm. Dip it in milk chocolate. Okay. Get rainbow sprinkles on the edge. The picture, this awful, god-awful picture of me with, like, Oh my gosh, it's so bad. So why did you pick a god awful picture? Because it was funny. Because like it was like. Oh, so you're trying. I to mean the Oreos. That, that is the definition of eating your feelings, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, imagine like putting like a good picture of myself like on an Oreo for myself. Like, come on now. The words I put on it. Well, it's for your birthday. I mean, you already bought it for yourself. What's not a good picture? How much does that run you too? Like, how much did that cost? <clears throat> Twenty dollars. Oh for my god. For the for a box for a box. <clears throat> Four cookies. Oh. Oh my god. It was my birthday. Like, like but like they're dipped in chocolate around? with sprinkles. Like that big around? Side. You would never catch me do that. I paid so five bucks on that Starbucks big around? this morning. That's all you got? Like that big around? You know what I put on it? It said your right, mom. Cool. LOL. Boy, this isn't good. Ouch. Oh I know. We're in trouble. It's in silence. Everyone's in silence. Never mind. Okay, so next up, April twenty seventh, is also Okay. National Prime Rib Day. So who has the best prime rib? Um, not the person to ask. I was vegetarian for two years. Um, I'm not the okay. biggest meat fan. I just kind of eat it whenever. Like, I eat it every day, but it's not, like, my favorite. I, not the person to ask. A, a sneaky place to get prime rib that you would never think of, and you boys probably have never been there, but Moe's in Ross. Nope. I've never on been Friday to or Saturday night. Like they have Mexican prime rib for grill? No, no, no. It's 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 like a it's a restaurant slash bar, okay. but they got they got prime rib for thirteen ninety nine, and it's shockingly good. Might have to make a trip down there, Jack. Mm-hmm. All right. Finally, today is National Story Day, so we wanted to know what is your favorite story to tell people. Oh gosh, Coach, you go first. Let me think. Uh I happen to be an identical twin, and we're, growing up we were very much identical, so there's story after story, and I think one of the better stories is when I was sick one day for work back in high school, and uh, my brother went to work for me <laughs> and completed an eight-hour shift, and they had no idea that oh, geez. it wasn't me, so that's a pretty good story. There we go. This ch- one time in the eighth grade on a run... My friend Natalie and I, who we already talked about previously, decided this was a Thursday. And here on Thursdays, there's a farmer's market. And one day we ran ahead of our coach. We ran and crossed the crosswalk before anybody, like before our coach could catch up to us. And he made it there, but he got stopped by the light and we bought ice cream from this like ice cream truck at the farmer's market right in front of him. And he couldn't do anything. We like hid our money and then he made us run with the ice cream we had to run with our ice cream oh geez a tragedy it was a it was a true tragedy that wasn't my best story but i was kind of put on the spot there 
Now, what would you say your favorite vacation spot is? I go to Fire Island every year in, with my best friend, Sydney. It's close to New York City. I love going there. It's just kind of a small local area. I like surfing, tanning, swimming, running, you know. Mm-hmm. The usual. Fire Island, Fire Island is one of my least favorite places because Ava Ooh. goes and misses the first week of practice every Ooh. year cross country. So I hope that trip is ending. I, I heard from mom that it was. So hopefully that is the case. Uh, my favorite vacations. I love Northern Michigan, mm-hmm. the Traverse City area. I, even though it's close, every year. Even though it's close, it's one of my favorite places. Now, what type of music do you guys listen to? Uh, to be honest with you, I probably listen to more country than anything. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not a huge music guy, but. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say country. Oh, I don't know. I listen, yeah, like rap probably. Who's your favorite rapper? Like, yeah, any songs in particular? Um, this is really, really, really controversial, but I like Kanye West. Yes. Oh, I don't know if I should be that's putting that con- out there. That's not no, Kanye's. I think he's kind of calmed okay down. He's okay he's now. He's not uh, seeking attention that much anymore. But more so his like earlier albums. Yeah, 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 not yeah, really. Pre comments. Pre comments. Pre controversy, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is one of our hardest hitting questions on the show, and that's why we like to save it for the towards the end. So. What is one bold prediction that you have for 2023? Bold prediction. Uh, in regards to anything or, anything. or the sports anything we Anything at all. Or? Anything at all. For 2023, I'm a huge baseball fan. I grew up in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates are off to an incredibly they strange are. start. They yes. beat the Dodgers again this afternoon. They're going to win the World Series. Whoa. Okay. I mean – that was like the most aggressive Kutch prediction. Kutch is going to retire had. a pirate with a World Series championship. That's going to be some amazing storyline right there. Bold prediction: My brother is going to go to Ohio State, even though he's been loyal to going to Arizona State for like his whole life. That is that is very yeah. It's that's not bold not prediction. bold at all. I mean, it's not as bold now with some other factors that play into it, but he has kind of trashed on Ohio State for, like, the last two years whenever we, like, talk to him. He trashes on it and, like, calls us homers and calls us, like, he does. OSU I can confirm. big OSU fans. And I'm like, oh, really, buddy? You're about to go to school there and you talked all this stuff about how we overhype OSU, about how we say all this stuff and don't really mean it. I'm like, you're an ASU guy, the biggest ASU guy I've ever met. You stick through ASU. You stay up late night. Pac-12 after dark watching ASU. You need to go there. You need to go there and be a part of it. Yeah, so, nobody's yeah. a fan of ASU. Except for Andrew Except Beeks. Except for Andrew. He's diehard. Diehard. He's like, that loyal. On. He's been with him since day one when he picked a team. You need to go there. What makes me uh, sad is I was not aware of this when I committed to Ohio Dominican. I'm going to have to spend closer. Four I, years. I believe. Yeah, next four years. Within five Five minutes. minutes. From Andrew Beeks. Wow. Yeah. You're going to run into him in town. and Yeah, that's it's gonna be, it's going to be fun, I'm sure. All right, well, oh, wait. We still got three more questions. All right. What should people expect from Perrysburg Cross Country in 2023? Another good season. Um, you know, we have pretty much all of our girls returning. 
we'll just be back, but faster, hopefully. We should be. I would agree. I would think uh, we have an opportunity to be a top five team in the state once again, so that'll be the goal. Okay, so with our final segment of the night, we call this one word, and this is where, Ava, you are going to give us one word that describes Coach Monheim. Cue the elevator music. It, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Pick one. We'll say we'll say dream because of this one dream. This dream. Okay, because the other the other word I could have picked is big, but like I obviously can't say big because that's all right. Joel and I are in the room. The wrong way yep. Because the night before the same meet that we won, he texted us in the group chat of all of us, "Dream big," and like. So dream big. Okay. Yeah, cool. and I can't say big because. Okay. All right. All right. So we went with. So dream. then, let's flip it around here, Coach. What's your one word that describes Ava? Lively. And I know I said one word, but why? Why explain it? She's just uh, Ava's got personality. She, mm -hmm. she probably showed you some of that tonight. Yep. Um, she's not afraid to talk in front of a group she's not afraid to show her true self so lively is is definitely the, the word i would use to describe her all righty thank you for coming on the podcast today joel and i have truly appreciated you taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and chat with us also big thank you to sidelines for letting us record here once again at west 136 west south boundary they're locally owned and operated serving the perrysburg community next week we'll be interviewing perrysburg high school teacher and head Freshman football coach Matt Horan. This has been episode 26 of Inside the Hive with John Monheim and Ava Beeks, a Jacket Sports Network production. Joel, it is that time again. It baby. is that time once again. To the moon, baby. Go Jackets.